Will, it's your turn. No, it's not. It's Ellie's turn. Yeah, but I felt like making it your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Have you finally noticed that every single episode, I am going to tell you that it's your turn? Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping you'd just let me get away with it. Yeah. Um, oh, my alas. God. You two are children. All right. You knew this. You knew this. <laughs> Welcome to Tuned In, Dialed Up. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. You're welcome. <laughs> Your hosts are Galvin and Will. Gavin and Will. <laughs> I thought you were going to roll with it, and I was totally okay with that. <laughs> it's pretty rad, to be honest. I'm Gavin, and that's Ellie. Oh, and I'm Will. There you go. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> this is a podcast about podcasting by people who like podcasts a lot, enough to run blogs and stuff. We are going to talk about many things over the course of the show, but today we have Ellie on to talk about fun stuff. Hi! Ellie, we're so happy to have you. I'm super happy to be here. For those who are listening who might not be familiar with her work, um, Ellie is Elena Fernandez-Collins, writes for Bellow Collective. She also writes the audio dramatic newsletter. She's a fantastic writer on podcasts with a specific focus on audio dramas. Um, She does really amazing work. And she also tweets at Showmark, which is S-H-O-M-A-R-Q. If you don't follow her already on various platforms, you absolutely should. She is, in my opinion, um, one of the most eminent minds in the podcast world. Wow. That is Second. the most <laughs> flattering thing anyone has said about me in, like, three minutes solid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, if anybody who's listening doesn't follow me on Twitter, like, mm-hmm. half of my Twitter is just me retweeting Ellie and talking about how great <laughs> I think Ellie is. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. The other half of I my mean, Twitter that... is retweeting Will and talking about how great she is. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say the other Aww. half of Will's Twitter is retweeting other people and saying how great they are. There's I just like, love great people like and how great they are. Of, you should listen to this podcast. Oh, hey, come on now. Well, yeah, okay, well, you, that's you fair. retweet podcasters and say they're awesome people. It, like you just couch the podcast recommendation. Oh, by the way, they make a thing. Oh, also their thing's really great. <laughs> So, we start every episode by talking about the coolest, best thing that's happened to us in the last two weeks. Uh, let's start with Ellie, because I like putting guests on the spot. Uh, rude. <laughs> my shining moment from the past two weeks. This is going to sound weird, but I think my shining moment from the past two weeks was the reaction to the Time article. Yeah. Um, oh, big same. I, Can you explain uh, the, the article itself real quick for people? And I mean, like... yeah. Real quick, yeah. I can. I don't want to get. I can it more. condense yeah. this into like twenty seconds. Don't worry. Um, Please do, because a bunch of listeners just leaned forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, Time wrote a best of tw- podcast of twenty eighteen so far. They had one audio fiction on it, and a line in the audio fiction description was uh, that fiction podcasts have not so far given us a solid reason. Or a good reason to pick up a solid them over a solid audiobook. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, wow? No. Uh, and so a lot of us lost our minds, um, deservedly. And I went on a 30-plus tweet rampage. <laughs> <laughs> Not just against this particular line, but also against, like, the article as a whole. I think that best of lists absolutely have to describe why you are putting this podcast or episode onto the best of list. Um, yeah, what is, I don't understand, like, yeah, okay, yes, yes, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> don't, do not let me lists? say, yeah, don't let me say a single thing about this article because okay. I won't shut up. That's fair. I, I had a book here as a prop for like a joke <laughs> about that that I put back down. <laughs> So the whole list is written, right, like it describes what the podcast is about, but it doesn't describe anything about like delivery, production, style, acting, like like host research, nothing. And a lot of best of lists from mainstream media describe podcasts like this, and it really gets my goat. And so half to three quarters of my rampage was talking about this and how to like how to be a better reviewer and critic in entertainment and, and culture areas of journalism and also about like why this line 
in this about fiction podcasts was just not good <laughs> and insulting. Mm-hmm. And I was really proud of myself. And, you know, a bunch of people agreed to me, according to the retweets and likes, anyway. For anyone yeah, wondering it- just how bad this 2018 list goes, uh, the thumbnail for it features a radio, uh, a radio, uh, Radiotopia show, Sandra, The Habitat, The Rewatchables, and Keep It, all of which are currently on the Pocket Cast top trending list, so you can yeah. immediately tell where those came from. Yeah. Oh, you're recommending <sighs> Caliphate. Cool. That's new. <laughs> I mean, granted, I I would argue that um, Caliphate has been really incredible, and I, I would consider putting it on one of my best of lists. However... I would not put it up there without explaining why it's going there. Exactly. And it also would be in the context of choices that are very consciously uh, aware of, like, anything independent. Like, it's not going to be just a whole bunch of top charting podcasts, and it should never be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm done. And and there should never be a description of the habitat that features the sentence, the podcast is a perfect (laughs) meld of cosmos and the real world. God. (laughs) Good. And also, oh, fuck it just shouldn't have Sandra. It shouldn't have Sandra. <laughs> anyway, this is the part of the show where we talk about good things that happened to yes, us yeah. the last two so weeks. So I want to I wanna add one thing to uh, to Ellie's uh, shining moment because, so Ellie started up the, the hashtag audio fiction love. Oh, yeah. And looking at Which it right amazing. now on Twitter, it was it was beautiful. It was just really heartwarming. I should have said that. <laughs> Yeah, so Audio Fiction Love was a follow-up to just basically put some positivity out there and just say, like, here's what makes audio dramas and audio fiction fantastic. Here's what we love about it. And right now, looking at Twitter, um, as of recording this, there are 470 tweets with hashtag Audio Fiction Love. 470. That is amazing. There's definitely actually more than that. Uh, because there were like 500 when I, five, 500, 550 when I checked like the day after it started. There's also like oh, audio right. drama love. Oh, right, audio drama love. love. That's why. Because there's, oh. there's two hashtags. Yeah, because yes. Lauren, Lauren Shippen uh, hopped in on that one, that, that train. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, so the, you, Will is right. I should have said that also because that was it's a very good hashtag yeah that was awesome so will what was your uh top moment the last two weeks so um we are recording this on a monday and i have just gotten back from flying out to new york to go see the join the party live show so if you follow me on twitter or you follow my site or anything else you probably know that i love Join the Party. Join the Party is an actual play podcast, meaning it is some friends playing D&D. The things that are within the D&D storyline are, uh, they're hit with, like, really beautiful sound design to make it sound, you know, uh, more akin to a traditional audio drama. It's very immersive. It's very um, lovely and funny and dramatic and intense and very queer, which I love. And the live show, I'm going to try to not be, like, really sappy about this, but it's really difficult for me. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) But so, okay, so Join the Party started just about a year ago, just under, just, no, just over a year ago. Um, And within that year, they have not just gone through several story arcs and lots of exciting plot moments, but they've also cultivated a really beautiful community online. I've talked so many times before about their discord server um so when i went to new york i didn't just like go with my husband to go see the show i stayed in in an airbnb with seven people from the discord server who i'd never met in real life and it was like hanging out with people i've known for my whole life and then on top of that um at the live show again they've been doing this for only about a year. The live show was packed. There were incredible people there. The live show itself was hilarious and so much fun. Uh, Potterless opened for them, which was great. (laughs) 
it was exactly what I needed after um, last week because last week was not good for many reasons, mostly in the audio drama world, just mm. the article and some other things. It was it was a frustrating week. Um, and then to be surrounded by these amazing people who created something that I love so much and see them do something and be so proud of it and be so successful in what they do and then talk about that and then share that with a community that they have cultivated it and made this beautiful. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Uh, that's like a beautiful shining tearing up. That was. It was amazing, guys. It was really beautiful. I am very moved. I miss everybody extremely. If you don't listen to Join the Party, please do. And I can't wait for whenever their next live show is. Flying from Arizona to New York sucks a lot and is crazy expensive. And I would do it at the drop of a hat again. <laughs> Gavin, what's your moment? Well, my, I'll keep mine short because we just uh, we just Sorry. managed to make milk <laughs> 10 minutes out of the last two. <laughs> Mine is, I just started actually writing the audio fiction thing that I've been saying. I'm writing, yes. I'm writing, I'm writing. Um, perfect person to write this. I, the thing I, the thing I, I should just make this little stupid thing and that'll be my first attempt at doing audio fiction. And now it's like, I got five speaking characters with actual names that recur and like more <laughs> secondary characters and shit. <laughs> I got a friend making 3D models of the the space station that's in it. It's nice. a little insane. So yeah, it's fun to actually work on a project that has like fiction in it, not just like yeah. I talk about a thing for an hour. Download it, do it. <laughs> there, yeah, there, it's like it's such a different creative muscle. Therein, I've just described the uh, creative process behind ninety percent of podcasts. <laughs> I watched one of the bad Batman movies. Now I will make fun of Robin saying cowabunga as if it's the first time that joke has been made. Please rate and review on iTunes. Also, have you heard of Squarespace? <laughs> Did you know that there's a movie and it's bad and it's called... The room. Let's talk about it. So there's this guy. So they're playing football in the alley in suits for some reason. Hey, <sighs> you know what would be a great podcast idea? Let's talk about The Room and then just like quote it a bunch. Because that's funny, right? Like nobody's ever heard a quote from The Room before. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> listen, listen to me very carefully. I did an entire <laughs> project in undergrad on people trying to describe The Room to me. Oh my god. That's right. Oh, what? Okay. This is like That's that right. deserves it. It's its own podcast I need, episode. I need I'm a ninety nine percent invisible segment on like <laughs> that. Yep. It is exactly as amazing as you think it is. Oh my god. I just want oh Jan Adam Rod to be like, so this person chose to have the room explained to them <laughs> record scratch, music comes to a stop. 85 times. <laughs> Radio Lab's so over-edited. Oh, my God. Okay, so... We should talk about today's topic. Today's topic, we are talking about community and podcasting. And this is actually... This is part, this is part one of a two-part discussion about community. And with Ellie, we're going to talk about what form of community uh, uh, will. Um, we're going to talk about um, community in as much as how your audience sees your show how you how the audience interacts with your show in a public space so for instance i'm going to talk about things like community and um kind of your you know your podcast image in as much as what your what your audience sees and how your audience interacts with with you um how you present yourself so- in a social medium yeah. Right, exactly. So we're going to be doing this from the perspective of us as critics and writers and us as fans versus the perspective of us as podcasters. That's going to be a different discussion. So we kind of have two two halves of this, like Gavin was saying. We have the internal and the external. Today we're going to be talking about the external looking in. So, Ellie, I know that you and I have a... We've had many conversations about this. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes. And I want to start us off with something that I think is really common that I know that we all have opinions about. (laughs) I'm sorry. I heard the capital O. Yeah, that was a capital O with a T at the end of it. Yes. 
I'm sorry, we all have opinions TM about. When a podcast wants to get a listener's, or in our case, a writer's perspective, and they see that writer or listener talking about a different podcast, and then they hop in and say, you should listen to my podcast. Please or, do. Or unprompted, they at you and say, listen to my podcast. Ellie, can you please explain why don't do this, please? Everyone just leans okay. forward again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Do that. Uh, two, why don't do that? Lots of reasons. First of all, reviewers and critics and writers uh, also have schedules and lives. And some of us, like Will, for instance, also have um, uh, guidelines for submitting. I do, and it's, like, not difficult to find them. (laughs) And it's also, I literally put in my Twitter bio read my review policies before contacting me about listening to your show. Yeah. Which, like, uh, sadly, I don't think that's been there. Like, you added that since I met you in January, right? Yeah, I ab- I had to. I had to because so many people were just sending me requests out of nowhere and not sending me, like, any information and just saying, hey, listen to my podcast. And it's so, like... It's rude. It's rude. Like, there's... There's not a ton of us out there writing about podcasts, you know? Like, there are some big names, and then there are some some collectives that have methods where you can talk to them. But there's not a ton of us. It's, it's not hard to take the step to get to know the person you want to write a review for you. Like, literally all you have to do is just click on my Twitter bio. Like, you just have to... Yeah. <laughs> it's you just have right to, like, there. But even like yeah. even though you have that link in your Twitter bio and you have guidelines, people shouldn't require guidelines in order to know how to pitch something. It's just good business no. sense in order to know how yeah. to pitch the thing that you are producing. And you you wouldn't pitch like, you know, your little startup like uh, scrub daddy sponge. I don't know. <laughs> If you think there isn't going to be a Photoshop ad for Scrub Daddy by the the end of this recording. But like you wouldn't you wouldn't pitch your random little, you know, startup thing that you want someone to pick up by sending them a tweet or a DM that just says, Hey, check out my Scrub Daddy sponsor. Like You know, unfortunately, I think that people would. That's the thing. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I believe I, that people would do that, but you shouldn't. Don't do that. And also, don't, don't do it with don't your podcast. Don't do that. Um, the, the no, be- it's really unprofessional. A good rule of thumb is if if you wouldn't run up and advertise your YouTube channel, your SoundCloud that way, yeah. it's going to go the exact same way for podcasting. Yeah. like. But that, that doesn't click for a lot of people because our podcast is a perfect fucking example of that. That subreddit has a giant rule in its side banner that says do not promote your shit outside of this one weekly post right yeah and absolutely every day it's just riddled with people here's my podcast about psychics through the ages itunes link yeah right people just don't read first of all um yeah apparently like follow the instructions it's so simple but some people don't it's it's one they don't have have to read or they're not easy to find for some reason. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but when you are constructing, and I would give this advice to anyone who's trying to pitch anything, including like a manuscript or, uh, you know, a film of some kind to, you know, a festival. When you're constructing mm-hmm. your pitch, you want someone to want to get to know you mm-hmm. and to yeah. get to know the product that you are are giving them, that you want them to review and look at. And... For that to happen in a positive environment, you have to present yourself both professionally and positively and like you respect the person that you are sending this to. That means that you send it to them understanding that you respect their schedule and the fact that they have lives that maybe they don't have time to review it right now or the fact that, you know, they they might need to have some time to catch up with it. And that means that if you just, like, send them a Twitter, like a tweet or a DM on Twitter... 
it's really, it's just going to get ignored. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, I would say that unless you have a rapport with me, unless we've been like tweeting back and forth about other things, right. if you tweet at me and you say, listen to my podcast, I will not only ignore you, I will never listen to your podcast. <laughs> I will, like, it is on a... a Blacklist. Yeah, pretty much. Like, not a physical list, but I will remember you, and I will not listen. Yeah, don't do that. Also, in the same, like, slightly tangential realm, but related, um, also, don't jump in on a thread that's trying to make a point about something by saying, hey, this is this is my podcast, you should listen to it. Or even, this is somebody else's podcast. <laughs> If it's not, mm-hmm. if someone's not asking for podcast recommendations, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Just like, if I have not posted a tweet that says, hey guys, I'm looking for podcasts that fit this requirement. If if that doesn't exist in the tweet that I'm talking, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. It's also like, it's often a waste of your time as well. So, like, one thing that I get pretty often is I have a very specific review policy window, like a review window, where you can submit your podcast for review for certain dates every month, and then that's it. If you send me those dates, if you send me a review request outside of those dates, I'm just going to send you a a stock email saying, hey, don't do this. (laughs) Like, hey, these are the dates. It's a waste of your time. And also, and I hope this isn't going to come across too, like, self-aggrandizing or anything like that um but so none of us make money <laughs> like <laughs> like nick Qua's making money that's it that's like all i make money because i have a day job and because i have a patreon so i have, when I write I have a, a review for like yes yeah um so when we write reviews for you we're doing it because we love your show and we want to help you and we want to promote you. But that's also a service for us. Like, that's a, that's a service that we're providing to you. Yep. And we're providing it to you for free. And literally the least you could do is approach us like you are understanding that we are providing you free advertising. Because <laughs> that is what we are doing. Yeah. I mean, so we, at the very least... The three of us have a general policy with, especially with indie podcasts, that, uh, and I know it sounds like I'm I'm speaking for for Gavin and Will here, but we've talked about this. Um, yes, that we have this policy with indie podcasts that if we have more negative things to say than positive things, we aren't going to write a public review about it for yep. indies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It helps no one. No, um, absolutely no one. So no if one. you reach out to us with politely respectfully with a a genuine pitch and a press kit um (laughs) (laughs) yes then and we we find that we can't write you know more positive things and negative things about your show we're gonna respond with hey i can't write this review for these reasons and we'll go through the list with you Mm -hmm. and things like that or at least you know i will i don't know how they'll reply but we've talked about this like for for anyone out there who's like, well, I can't get to Will or Ellie, <laughs> so there's the fat guy I can go after. Just know that I have like yeah. twelve emails that, and I really do appreciate it. The people actually, uh, for some reason, are actually using the suggest a podcast button on my website. But I got a lot of I talk about pop picture pop culture stuff every week. Yeah, and I don't. It's like like that's your least favorite thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> The weird thing is I subscribe to some that I listen to fervently, but I also don't have any room in my life for, uh, like, Bush League shit. Yeah. Yeah, so you just, so we should actually go through, I think that this would be good information for podcasters, actually. I think this is, this is uh, interesting. So, Ellie, you, you give back a list of why you aren't going to review something. Mm -hmm. Gavin, you said that you you just don't send responses. I don't because it's more of a it's it's already kind of a disconnected. Uh, yeah. Because they are literally just filling out a form on the Pod Report website. If I do listen, because the thing, thing I don't even listen to most of these, but the ones I do listen to and like uh, give the time. I wasn't uh, Station Blue is a good example. I would uh, they never sent me Station Blue. I found Station Blue on my own. 
but Mm -hmm. that is the closest I'll ever get to a negative review of an indie thing because in that review, I talk about that I like the idea of Station Blue and the writing is great, but there's a balancing issue that needed to be that needed to be worked with in the audio, which has since been worked on. Mm -hmm. But that's something that I felt had to be addressed. It's kind of like there, uh, um. Palimpsest. When we were recording the uh, recommendation for Palimpsest last episode, because of the way I listened to podcasts in a car, I thought there was a lot of chewing sounds, or there's a lot of dry mouth clicking sounds. Yeah, like, like the tacky mouth noise, it, yeah. It turns out what I think happened is uh, whoever uh, the, the there was a lot of, like, someone was fidgeting with something, because there's a lot of clicking in the audio track. I don't know if it's, like, they they put that in on purpose or whatever. But the clicking isn't, when you listen to it with headphones, is nowhere near anything annoying. But when I was listening to it, it sounded like it was someone who just ran through a desert and then just sat down on a mic and went, Hi, uh, (laughs) I'm going to do a lot of plosives now. (laughs) Bear, bear with me. Yeah, I think that's all super valid. And and for a long time, I didn't send responses to review requests either but mine were always like I didn't have such a a disconnect that I think I probably would have benefited from um for me review requests have always come in via email um you know there's like pretty directly people who email me asking if I will review their podcast which I like so my method now is I will send a confirmation as in like hey I've gotten your request I will be listening to it here is when I will be getting back to you with whether or not I'm going to um, review your podcast. And then for denials, because I have, I, I get I get a pretty fair number each month. Um, I had to, as Ellie can attest, yeah. I had to put the time frame on because I was dying. Um, <laughs> so because I get such a high volume, I send back a stock rejection. Um, that leads them to either like, hey, you can pitch again in the future, or if you want to work with me still, I offer consultations. Mm-hmm. And you're not obviously not pressured to do either one of those things. Um, I think that it's good for podcasters to know what they're getting into when they pitch. I think that understanding that, you know, we we all do get a good number of requests in. I was you can only take so up, many. Yeah. Yeah, it's the way that I see it and the way that I've kind of always seen it coming from a like a lit background is I see pitching yourself to a podcast reviewer a lot like I see pitching yourself to a um a investor. No, um what do you call <laughs> God words? Like a literary manager? Oh, uh, a publisher agent. agent. An agent. Thank you. A literary agent. This is a fucking wheel of fortune. <laughs> God, seriously. But like, so in fact, um, to the point where when I was setting up my site and I was setting up my review policies and setting up my emails, I actually looked back to when I was looking into perhaps querying literary agents for a different project. And um, I really liked how they had things set up. And I think it made a lot of sense. So a lot of what I have is based off of literary agents. Yeah. Uh- one thing I want to touch on is also recognize the audience you are appealing to because... Yep. Lord, yes. Even the three of us write about podcasts, but the three of us write about podcasts in very different ways. Like, mm-hmm. you and Ellie do, like, actual articles on websites people go to. Uh, will you have an actual reputation as an, a reviewer? I produce four shows, this one included... And my podcast review blog will sit dormant for a month or longer until I find something that rustles my jimmies enough for me to be like, I need to write about this. So, yeah. like, pitching to me is a lot different than pitching to any either of you. Yeah, I think this ties into a really important, like, se- like new new topic related to this is do your research. Yep. Do your, do research. your research. Don't don't pitch pop fiction to Gavin. No. <laughs> Unless or, you sorry, are pop, pop really culture. good at it. Um, don't do that. Don't don't pitch politics podcasts to me. I don't listen to them. I get enough of that in my daily life. You know, don't pitch things about whales to Will. Like, don't do it. <laughs> don't like them. <laughs> don't do it. It makes me scared. I have had podcasts pitch me, and they have said, we're a lot like this podcast, 
that I publicly do not like. Yeah. Like, it, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that any of you need to like be super familiar with yeah. every reviewer's, you know, every tweet or anything. But like, just Google a little. <laughs> yeah, like like Google them. Go to Gavin's webpage. Go to my Medium site. Check Will's website for past reviews. What have we? What have we liked? What do we talk about the most? Mm-hmm. What haven't we liked? Right. We've been very public about the fact that we didn't like Sandra, for instance. So if you're going to tell us that your podcast is like Sandra, maybe don't do that. (laughs) Okay, but also, if you pitch me and you say, you know, Sandra, I did that except for it's good. um, I will probably get a huge laugh out of it. (laughs) If you do that, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to listen. The habitat is the pinnacle of science journalism. Lord. But I think there's also like... I think that that goes into something else, too, is is you're allowed to be kind of cute. Like, you're allowed to be a, a human person. Because our community is small, um, I think that it's not quite as staunch, you know, as the publishing industry. It doesn't have to be, hello, my name is X and my book is Y. You know, you can say, like, hey, I really enjoyed your review on this. Here's my thing. Here's a couple of jokes. You know, like, you can, you can be a human person, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think a lot of podcasters seem really intimidated by talking to us. Um, I have noticed this a few times. It's, and I think it's that's weird. so funny. Like, it's weird. we're nerds, yeah, y'all. You should see us. I am. You should see us talking to each other. We're dorks. I'm so awkward. I'm so awkward. You will <laughs> send me are. an email and I will not, I will agonize for days over how to reply. And I am <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, um, I'm going to share a story from this past weekend to display that you don't be intimidated by us. So I was at um, a bar and there were podcast people there and Zach Valenti walks in and I have never met Zach Valenti um, and I'm a big fan and uh, I walked over to him and I said, hi, I'm Will. And he says, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Zach. And I said, oh, yeah. And then um, he hugged me because that's how he greets people. And then I said, yeah. <laughs> and then I walked away. <laughs> and then at 2 in the morning that night, no, probably at like 4 in the morning that night because we left at like 2. Um, at like 4 in the morning, I awoke a cold sweat on my forehead in this Airbnb just thinking, God damn it, Will. You should have said any words, but you could have said, I interviewed Gabrielle Orbina like <laughs> a month or two ago. Like, actually, like four months? Fuck. I don't know. But like, I had, I had things I could have said and I didn't. So don't be intimidated by us. We're like this. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask why are we like this. We don't know the answer either. Also, to get back to Will's original point, if you can code an AI to suggest your podcast to us, I mean, that's that's just bonus. Because, like, I would want a robot voice recommending a podcast to me. I don't know about you guys. I mean. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Hello, this <laughs> is my podcast that, watching Titanic for one minute at a time per episode. Okay, wait, hold up. A podcast that is a typical let's talk about media, let's be funny kids podcast, but as done by a robot and an uh, alien. Can I get a podcast that is just, <laughs> this is not a joke, can I get a podcast that just gives me an audio representation of that time the person who created all those Twitter bots was using one of their <laughs> bots to talk about how it was unfair and against art for Twitter to cut off the ability for his bots to infinitely retweet each other and talk to each other. And he said, this, uh, it was like constant screaming and constant screaming says, this, I made this bot as well as at endless bees. And then endless bees <laughs> responds with Zzz. and then constant screaming <laughs> responds with ah! and then it just, it was an infinite back and forth between bees and screaming for 40 tweets. And it is still the funniest thing I've seen in 2018. Why is that? Hard to agree. It was super funny. Exactly my aesthetic. Yeah. Because it's bees like... and screaming. <laughs> yep. 
It's not cat so, facts. It's bees. <laughs> I think so. We've talked a lot about like one specific part of community management and social media. Mm-hmm. But Ellie, do you have any other thoughts on like how probably from like more of an audience perspective, how you should be portraying yourself on socials and on, you know, online to your listeners and your fan base? A lot. Um, so <laughs> when you are I'm going to I'm going to talk about Twitter. Because I spend a lot of time on Twitter, and that's the thing that I use the most for my social media management. And yeah, we should all say we we primarily live on Twitter. The three of us. I have lived on Tumblr. Yeah. But I vacated because I because of reasons. Yeah. Um. And then Gavin, I know that you're also on Reddit sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be on Tumblr, and then yeah. kind of. And then I'm also around on Instagram. Yahoo buyout got out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ellie's also on Instagram. Um. So when you have a show, you have a podcast, and your podcast probably has a Twitter. If it doesn't have a Twitter, uh, (laughs) make one. Um, (laughs) But when you do that, you might also have your own personal account as a creator and as, like, a human being who might have social media. Um, Don't use your creator account and your podcast account to comment and like comment on things multiple times yep yeah Uh, especially especially if you have multiple podcasts um yeah don't comment with every single podcast on one tweet don't do that Mm -hmm. this also goes for like the way that you interact with other people's tweets and tweet threads um don't retweet someone's tweet thread to Two different podcast accounts. Uh, you could like like the whole thing, every tweet. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Um, because it people will just mute you, um, so that yeah. they don't get the notifications that you're interacting with them. Um, there's like a fine line to walk in doing social media management as a like a a, using a social media account that is like a a product of some kind um Mm -hmm. as opposed to using it just like as a human being on twitter right uh you could you can you can and should for many different things like every single comment in a tweet thread or like multiple ones if they like resonate with you but when you're using the account of a product doing this kind of thing and retweeting multiple things to multiple different places gets annoying. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I would also say, and this is uh, maybe a little bit of a different point, but, you know, you, sh- you should be interacting with your fans, both on your personal and as a show. But I would also, I would also be really cognizant and purposeful with how you are interacting with your fans as a creator and as a show when it comes to your fans' personal tweets. I think that the line between creator and fan is is really blurry in podcasting, which I actually think is a, is a benefit. I think that that's a good thing. But I do think that it leads to some over-familiarity. Um, I think that just making sure... So let, let's actually... I want to I wanna pull this a little bit because I'm curious. In my opinion, it is... A little, it's classier and maybe a little bit less overly familiar if you are interacting with your fans' personal tweets as a creator account than as a show account. In my mind, uh, having it be you as a person makes it a little bit more easy to stomach. I still think that those lines are very important and that you need to be aware of them. But what do you think? Like, say for instance, um, hmm. Say, for instance, somebody is just like, hey, it's my birthday and here's some cute pictures and yay. Would you prefer seeing interactions on that from a creator's Twitter or from a podcast's Twitter? Probably creator. Because <clears throat> that kind of content's not trying to mine for uh, mm-hmm. mine for likes and retweets and whatnot. Yeah, creator. Right. Um, the only exception that I would put to this and I'm going to get heavy for a minute here. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. No, please do. Is when you're posting personal content about 
you know, something incredibly important. Like, for instance, about, for instance, I recently talked about, you know, uh, making sure that you're thinking about closeted queers at Pride. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a couple of people respond to that using their show account. And that's fine with me because I want to see your shows and your podcasts promoting the values that the creator is instilling in them. Yeah. um, That's really important. And so that kind of content, I think, is totally fine. But if it's someone's like, you know, yeah, the happy birthday tweet thing or my cat is hanging out with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's right here. It's right here. Look at this photo. Like, and I think the same goes for like, oh, no, my cat's really sick. Yeah. Too. Like, you want to be showing support as a creator. Um, I think that if you want a really, really, really good example of this, look at Greater Boston's Twitter. (gasps) Yes. Right? Like, they're doing, holy shit, they're doing such good work. They tweet about, like, Boston politics. Like, they talk about politics all the time. But specifically, they have Bostonian politics Mm -hmm. pretty often on that Twitter. And it's brilliant. Like, it reminds you of the show. It makes sense for the show. And also, it shows the creator's values and the show's values. And I think that's super important. I agree entirely. Yeah. And then you can also contrast that with, for instance, Alexander Danner's Twitter um, where he also yeah. talks about those things, but also talks about other stuff, like interacts with his friends and and some right. of his fans yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, this was a really good point. Yeah. So, I've, other things... Oh, go ahead. No, I just... I thought of something, like, 15 minutes ago, and I haven't been able to remember what it is. Isn't that the <laughs> worst? I hate it. It's the worst. Okay, so what have we talked about so far? We talked about um, don't engaging enga- engagement and how to engage and how to pitch. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Do your research. Um, fan engagement. What else do you think? I think there's one last one that I want to touch on um, that I think goes a little bit beyond our depth and maybe we'll bleed into the second conversation as well. But I think it's something that we should talk about from the external perspective. I think it is incredibly important to be aware of if you have a growing fan base, I think you need to be aware of it. And I think that you need to look at it from the perspective of a new fan. So say, for instance, say you have a podcast that has that has been going on for a year. Let's say that it's an audio drama. It's been going on for a year and it is just now gaining like real substantial traction on social media. Um, There is a dedicated fan base, but now there are going to be several new fans. I think that you need to be really aware of the culture surrounding your podcast. And granted, there is not going to be a ton you can do about it because those people are people who enjoy your podcast and you can't just come in and say, like, you know, you, you can't come in and basically boss your fans around and how they're discussing your podcast. But I think it's really important to know how your fans are adding to your branding. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, and since we're since we're running a little bit low on time for this i want to actually point out two things that i can't believe we haven't discussed yet um mm-hmm. one be kind yeah be nice <laughs> be nice like it's not hard to be nice yeah. like it's really it's, it's not. Really not i mean i know it is for like some people i guess but don't you know be nice uh be kind yeah, think just... about the content that you're producing the way that you're phrasing things on social media just put thought into it but then related to this is support your community yeah oh my god yeah, yeah how did we know? i can't this i think is... that we didn't touch on this before because we would have just talked about this for f- yeah, 15 yeah. hours that's fair so now we only have like let's give it how many like a couple minutes at least you Perfect. have a you're a podcast and you're a podcast with like a genre you you belong in some kind of overarching umbrella and you have probably some kind of niche 
And there are other podcasts that are also producing, you know, content related to yours somehow, like true crime, mm-hmm. right? There are other true crime podcasts or audio fiction and audio drama. There are other audio drama and audio fiction podcasts. They are not your competitors. I know that it, no. I know that it feels that way. I know that if it sounds like you guys are like fighting for listeners or something, you, you aren't, <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, people do listen to multiple podcasts. We've seen a lot of research starting to come out right now, even that if someone listens to one podcast, they listen to more than one and they will, they will listen. And that number is increasing, right? I don't know, Ellie. I only <laughs> listen to one podcast. <laughs> is it, is it tuned in dialed up? Because <laughs> it, it's actually, it's actually welcome to Night Vale. A good guess. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you're not competing for listeners. The idea is that you want, if you have a listener that listens to you, you want them to explore more than just you and that's related to you because, and hear me out on this, it's just good business sense because if other it podcasts is. see you promoting their podcast and see you talking about, hey, I listened to this podcast, here's what's great about it, you guys should also go listen, they're going to also do the same in turn with you. So, Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they're also following the be kind rule. Um, but, you know, that means that you'll get listeners in the form of that podcast that you promoted and everybody on their social media account after they talk about it on social media. Yep. It's it's a big, also, it's like, a big family, guys. <laughs> yeah, don't you want to, like, find more pod- cool podcasts that you're a fan of? Like, like if you're producing the podcast <laughs> where you're like, you produce yours and you don't listen to everybody else's, maybe take a step back and reevaluate the way that you're, like, doing stuff and, like, living your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I got a little bit sassy there, but, like... <laughs> oh, no. Please. Please do. <laughs> you know, share in this community. And that's why I love, 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 love the audio drama community so much. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about other people's audio dramas all the time all the time we center we have hashtags that we like conglomerate around right so we have audio drama sunday and then we have the more recent one audio fiction love uh that everybody mm-hmm. was really like happy about and i think it's going to keep going and people talk about what they're listening to and then their listeners are like oh i'm gonna listen to that because you recommended it and i like your show like it's just so good and it's like a great positive feedback loop yeah, absolutely. So support your community, participate in your community. It will only help you. Yeah. Well, this sounds yeah. like a wonderful place to uh, move on to our recommendations for this episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Will. Ellie, do you want to go first? <laughs> oh, well, the, I, wanted to give, I wanted to give Ellie more time to come up with one. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I can go first. Um... So when I was growing up, um, I I know it's going to sound weird because I don't drive and like being in cars terrifies me, but I was kind of raised on on NPR and specifically we're a big car talk family. Ah. Um, yeah, I I miss it desperately. Um, I think we all do. When one of yeah, when one of the brothers died, I like sobbed. Um, it was like it felt almost like losing an uncle in a way um so there's this podcast i've been really into and it is it's kind of the same feeling except for it's three sisters um they're running an auto shop and it's it's kind of like the the youngest sister she's very much a millennial she really doesn't know how to do car shit so it's the two older sisters and they're teaching the youngest one how they fix cars and like trying to teach her and they shoot the shit a lot and they sass each other back and forth and it's called still muffling <laughs> i've been waiting for you to try to fuck with the formula do you know what okay, okay I- it's fine i just <laughs> all right it's fine so i have to give credit where credit's due <laughs> um this one this one was not actually thought of by me it was thought of by my friend katie that's katie yeomans she is this is your fault oh good there's guest puns now there are so it was an accident i made a channel in my discord that was like 
puncasts, and I thought that I would just like pitch them to them, and then they would be like, yes, good, or yeah. like, no, too stupid. But then it turned out that they're all way better at this than I am. <laughs> so um, what you're telling me so is that you now you, have Katie. an army of pun masters you're, you're now providing you with puns. You, <laughs> you're cheating, is what you're saying. A hundred percent. All right, well, at least you're honest about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you, I do have an actual recommendation. I think you owe us an actual recommendation at this point. <laughs> Shit. A little bit. Got me excited for a good car show. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> you may have heard of it. It's called What's the Frequency? It's about time. It's about time. So we've had James Oliva on. Um, and I love everything he's worked on. But my very favorite special love is What's the Frequency? So What's the Frequency is a psychedelic noir. Um, it is set in like an alternate, like, again, that sort of noir setting. There is um, this issue with the radio broadcast where only one frequency is coming in. It's an old-fashioned style radio play. It's very soap opera-esque. There is a murder that is being investigated. I, I don't even want to give too much of it away. One, because like I want you to listen to it and I want you to be intrigued. Two, because it is so hard to explain in words. <laughs> Something funny to use. Dear fellow, that show was dreadful. The acting, laughable. The dialogue, monkeys could write a better script. Monkeys? Yes, monkeys. Who narrates their thoughts like that out loud? You've got a smart mouth. Before you do anything rash, I need to inform you, in a matter of seconds, a woman approximately one quarter of your size is about to put you down for the count. What lady? The one tiptoeing right behind you. Oh, smart man gonna get it now. Or yours. <laughs> Exactly, according to plan. Trouble. Smashing good job, Wit. Jolly good. <laughs> Thank God you never shut up. So instead of going into the plot very much, what I want to talk about is the completely innovative and brilliant way this podcast plays with form. If you're looking for a podcast that does something different, <laughs> what's the frequency is it? It is beautifully sound designed by Alexander Danner of uh, Greater Boston. It has incredible acting uh Julia Shafini is part of the cast. Kristen DiMercurio is part of the cast. Uh, it has one of my favorite performances by Tanya Milojevic. It is, it's just incredible. It balances comedy and drama and uh, horror-adjacent themes, we'll say. It balances it all perfectly. It's completely innovative. It's unlike anything else you'll ever hear, and it is just riveting and stunning and one of my favorite things I've ever listened to. Awesome. Wow, you talked yeah. about that for about 10 minutes less than I expected you to. Yeah. I I really, I, I had to to cut myself off. I, I know you did. <laughs> Gavin, you've you've just started What's the Frequency, right? Uh, yeah. That first episode, am I right? I haven't finished it yet, but yeah. Gavin! It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I remember, I like, the first time I listened to it, I was in a hotel room in Boston for a work conference and I had just gotten a heads up like, hey, I made this show and here's an episode. Would you listen? And I was like, okay, sure. And then I put my headphones in and I started it and my jaw literally dropped. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I've found my soulmate. Like this podcast is my soulmate. I got it. It's it's so good. Right. <laughs> so Ellie, what would you like to bring to the table this week? I want to recommend uh, Gone by Sunny Moraine. Ooh. Um, yeah, please talk about this one. So, Gone by Sunny Moraine. This is not the podcast podcast. This is an audio drama podcast um, about a person who wakes up and suddenly they are completely alone in the world. Um, there is no one. That's the tagline. It's kind of, um, so I, I recently recommended Unplaced, and it's kind of the inverse of that, yeah? yeah? Yeah, it is definitely the inverse of Unplaced. Yeah, Unplaced, the main character becomes invisible to everyone around them, and here, everybody else has basically become invisible. They just have ceased to exist, and so it's about 
them trying to find their way through and figure out what has happened and try to exist and continue to do so. And it's, it is heart-wrenching. Recording this, I mean, like it, it's, <laughs> it's so cliche. Uh, you know, I, I have you, and I don't even know who I'm fucking talking to. I, I have such a weakness for, uh, you know, really stupid found footage films where people are talking into a camera and, uh, you know, of course, something terrible happens to them and you're watching their last known recorded anything. Sunny Moraine is one of my favorite horror writers. Um, they write a lot of uh, short horror fiction that I love. Um, and the fact that they are doing this podcast just fills me with delight and also dread because I have I have fallen out of my chair listening to Gone, um, literally. It's very good writing and it's very good acting on the part of Sunny Moraine, who is who is also voicing this this main character. Um definitely like go into it knowing that it deals really heavily with mental health issues. And, you know, trauma surrounding, you know, things like suddenly being alone in the world. Uh, yeah. Um, the the creator, so Sunny Maureen is also, like, aren't they a sociologist with, like, a PhD? And they just sound super, super, super cool. Well, Sunny Maureen is one of the coolest <laughs> they were, people that I even tangentially know. Um, they're writing yeah, they their were dissertation on, on uh, uh, concentration camps and genocide. Oh, my God. Yeah, they were recently on an episode of Radio Drama Revival with our dear friend David Reinstrom. And it was... I have not listened to Gone yet. Um, it's been on my list for a long time. I promise I'll start. <laughs> um, and okay. I... <laughs> I listened to that ap- to that episode with like no knowledge of what was you know of of the podcast itself, and I was just like so floored by how cool they were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sunny Moraine is really cool. Sunny Moraine is a good writer and a good uh, voice actor, and you should absolutely listen to Gone if you like isolationist and existentialist kind of horror. Perfect. Gavin, what's your uh, recommendation this week? My recommendation this week is a podcast that only has three episodes, so prepare to be disappointed in that regard because uh, it's quite good. It's called The Crypto Naturalist, and uh, it was sold to me on Twitter uh, by Cat on Podcast as uh, a sort of David Attenborough style approach to uh, cryptids and like fake th- <laughs> fake animals and whatnot. Uh, mm hmm. I would say it's more, from an American perspective, it's closer to the Red Green Show <laughs> than um, David Attenborough because it's a it's a fun Southern guy talking the whole time, and it's you're just listening to this crypto naturalist who's very skilled and he's been doing this for years, uh, just wandering around the world interacting with these mythical creatures. Except it's not today's episode we're going to talk about bigfoot it's like smaller things episode one's called the bruce spruce and it's about him laying on the ground underneath a blue or blue spruce and he's laying on the ground underneath this tree in the parking lot of the waffle house and (laughs) there's lots of little it's very well written it's this incredibly well written podcast and it like it can go dark occasionally. In the first one, it does because he's he lays down in front of this tree, and he's the first thing you'll see is your own fingertips poking up through the soil, and your now your first uh, inkling might be to reach out and touch those. But and then he goes on this long story about how if you touch the fingers, you swap places with an exact copy of yourself, except you are in a mirror dimension where nothing has any color or flavor or feeling and you live this dead life while uh, everyone you know and love just ignores you until the day you realize you can bend down and put your fingers through the soil and swap with your other person so don't touch those fingers a quick pro naturalist tip from me to you i just chuckled at those fingers and shouted into the soil it's still your turn you forsaken creature you'll never have a name again That did the trick. The fingers seemed to wilt and recede 
at a pace I can only describe as hopeless. It's always satisfying when years of experience out in the field pay off. <laughs> and one thing that really pops out to me is akin to how Welcome to Night Vale handles the weather, the Crypto Naturalist will stop about halfway through every episode to talk about hidden lore. And the hidden lore is a poem or group of poems or a short piece of prose that in some way has something to do with a cryptid or, or crypto naturalism that is submitted to the crypto naturalist through the website. You can send them up to three poems or one short 600 word or less piece and it might get read on the show. So there's this nice little Oh, that's really cute. Little seasoning to it. That is exactly how you do community building. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, good tie-in. Yep. Okay, Gavin. <sighs> okay, wait. Before before we move on before. and I have to like take out my like grounded sticker, I, I couldn't <laughs> choose between two of them. So I'm just gonna recommend another one. I'm gonna okay. take like I've moved two to the seconds. corner of my closet so I won't peek on my mic when I yell at all of you. So just just go ahead and flick upon me. I'll just be over oh, here. God, how dare you. All right, so... <laughs> uh, so I listen mostly to, like, audio fiction and stuff, but sometimes I listen to not that. And uh, I listen to a lot of, like, true crime. And recently my friend, uh, one of my friends at Bell Cup have got me onto kind of, like, self-help. Not really, like, self-help, but, like... I don't know, like... She listens She listens to a podcast about, like, home redesign and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so she introduced me to a podcast about cleaning things up and and living minimalistically. And, like, it, they, they have, like, weird episodes about running a yard sale, how to clean a bathroom. And it's called Tidy You. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to show myself the door. Yeah. yeah, bye forever, Ellie. <laughs> and now everyone on Twitter is going to stop, start grounding Ellie. It's very disappointing. It's time! <laughs> <laughs> You've just given them the ammunition they need. I know. I know. All right. Okay, Gavin, Also, I hope you know it. that when I walked into this, I was going to try to be the first one to recommend something so I could do what Will did. <laughs> same oh. brain <laughs> I got you <laughs> same brain yeah, same brain indeed <laughs> you, got, you gotta wake up a little earlier to catch Will on that <laughs> Gavin could you um could you edit in some like cracking knuckles sound so I sound super like strong and cool right now I, I might have I did crack my knuckles right when we started so I might have Perfect. that yeah, make me sound super dope. I will try to make you sound super dope, Will. <laughs> All right. It's your turn. It's, it's my turn. So the, the thing is, this this stupid pun, actually, I, the more I think about the run-up to it, the more I kind of want this podcast. So with the success of Spirits <laughs> and the like, we've learned that people love listening to drunk people on podcasts. So I've thought, mm-hmm. why don't we take this on the road? Literally, uh, the pub crawl is, a, is a, a tradition of humanity that we will never let die. So... Why not go scientific with it? Use Yelp reviews, use prior experiences, interview people, and uh, the host will make this chart with different tiers of like, you know, on the bottom you've got your, you, you got your Applebee's with their dollar Long Island iced teas, like not quality stuff, but good things to start with. And as you climb through the ranks, you get to the the choice bars and whatnot in town. So. I, it would just be this podcast where someone has a recorder and they're following around this group of people as they experience each uh, pub on the crawl. And this show would be called Bar Trek, the final pub tier. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but why, though? But why, though? <laughs> I kind of want it. Right? I kind of like the it. More, the more I've been working on that intro, too, the more I'm like, I kind of want it. Grounded. <laughs> uh, okay, well, now that I'm divorcing you both forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd divorce me, too. I think that's... To Christmases. <laughs> You're getting divorced, too, Gavin. No Christmases. That's how divorce works. Uh, hmm. You know. So, now that you're divorced, we're all divorced. 
I think this is probably welcome, a good time to call the episode. Welcome to the new John Green novel. We're all divorced. <laughs> We're all divorced. <laughs> Thank you for having me on Tuning in Dial to Ask. Thank you so, so much, much for being here, by. Ellie. Yeah. Ellie, where can people find you on the internet? Um, people can find me at uh, tinyletter.com slash audiodramatic, which is the newsletter mm-hmm. sign up for audio dramatic newsletter. Uh, you can find me. I write articles for the Bellow Collective. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at showmark. That's S-H-O-M-A-R-Q. You can also use that handle on Instagram. I post pictures of my cat there sometimes. It's very good. That's about it. Gavin? What? Oh. Gavin, where can people find you on the people internet? People can find me on the internet at The Pod Report on Twitter, T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T. That's where I tweet about podcasts I'm listening to, uh, stupid shit that's happening on the internet, like uh, International House of whatever the fuck is happening. <laughs> I don't even want. Don't, just don't even. Yeah, it's, it's already dated by the time I've mentioned it. And um, <laughs> recently me tweeting... About the slow descent into madness that requires what one is required to go through to make a fiction podcast. So that's where you can find that. <laughs> My website is thepodreport.wordpress.com. And there is also a newsletter sign up link that I've completely forgotten already. So look on my website. There's a My Projects <laughs> tab that will have the sign up for the newsletter there. It's once a month. Yeah. Yeah, and folks, you can find me on Twitter at, at Will W. Writes. That's W I L W underscore Writes. You can find me on WillWilliams.reviews. Um, I have a Discord server. You can find me on Bellow Collective and Discover Pods. Um, you can find Tuned In Dialed Up at. Fuck. At Tuned In, <laughs> at nice. tuned in Dialed Up on Twitter and dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com. Thank you, Gavin. You're welcome. Yes. All right. And I think that's gonna. That's gonna do it. I'm gonna start cranking fans because it's fucking hot in here. Okay. It's so hot. So thank you so much, Ellie, for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you, you Will, for your co-hosting. <laughs> and yeah, I'm out. Okay. Dying. <laughs> Dying. <Bye>. She says. <laughs>